0: mm <sighs> the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF at 9.08. Mike Crayley here along with Ann Clamp and Rufus Edmonston and Pam Beck, a noted garden writer and author and uh, former master gardener in Wake County and just a great plants person uh, and a good friend. Uh, all with us here on WPTF, you're listening to The Weekend Gardener, 919-860-9783. First, let's go out to the farmer's market. Billy Howell is with us. Billy, how you doing this morning? I'm doing good, sir. A little bit chilly. Oh, you don't have to say sir to me. I, you know, that's, that's very polite. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, at any rate, uh, what about strawberries?
1: Man, we have a bunch of strawberries out here. Uh, they're coming in. It looks like the the frost didn't hurt them too bad
0: this year. Oh, good. That was good. To, good to know. And uh, that that's a very iffy situation with strawberries. They they are susceptible to so many <coughs> problems here and there. But, uh, rain and uh, they don't mind the they mind the hot weather more than the cold weather. I suppose.
1: One, ones I've been looking at, I've tasted up a few of them. Uh, Already this year, nice and sweet. We got some really dark red coloring.
0: Now, do you like strawberry shortcake the best, or how do you do? You like uh, s- strawberry pie, or how do you like it best, Billy? Or just
1: I don't think there's anything that I don't like when it comes to strawberries. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> me neither. <laughs> My biggest uh, fruits are strawberries and peaches. And I, I tell you what, I'm ready for the peaches. Hope they didn't get hurt too bad. I hadn't heard too much.
0: Yeah, you know, I think some of the mountain crop uh, up uh, up in Cander uh, or Canton, rather, I get those mixed up. Canton uh, got hurt some, uh, some of the early varieties, they had a lot of those wiped out. But uh, in the Sandhills, uh, hopefully, I know I, I was reading that some of the South Carolina farmers were worried, but they've got, they invest a lot in, in technology and, and uh, just good old-fashioned know-how, and we're able to save a, a lot of the crop. Uh, but, you know, it's uh, certainly a challenge when you get down into the 30s to see what happens. But I'm, I'm sure we'll have some good peaches this year. Sure. So what else you have under the farmer's shed?
1: Under the farmer's shed this morning, I saw some red and white potatoes and red and white onions and spring onions. We still have some winter squash and sweet potatoes. Mm-hmm. we got some green cabbage and some red cabbage. Got some pointy cabbage. What kind of cabbage, Billy? Uh, that pointy cabbage. Pointy, pointy head. Pointy, oh. pointy head cabbage. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and there was some greens under there. I saw some collards and some turnips and some kale.
2: Well, that's good. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Oh, what the kale?
0: <laughs> you, you're not a kale <laughs> person, are you, I'm not a kale person. Yeah. It does make a,
3: a pretty bloom, though, when you let it go to seed. Right. Well, it's
1: real healthy for you, and, you know, if you don't like the kale... You can boil up the kale and use the uh, broth, or as Mama used to call it, uh, pot liquor.
2: And yeah, I, I prefer
0: turnip, turnip salad pot liquor myself. I don't know. I, I haven't warmed up the kale much either, but I it, it's okay. I like, I like turnip salad and mustard greens mixed, and I like collards too. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, yeah. What else you got out there this morning? You got some plant vendors?
1: I have a a pure wad plant vendors out mm-hmm. here this morning. Uh, as far as, because of COVID, but we have um, a full capacity under former shed and the plant side. Uh, I was looking, um, and this was an annual, and I'm not much into annuals, but this uh, plant was called Moses in the Cradle. Oh, yes. And uh, the lady was telling me if I take that thing and put it inside the house, um, I'd keep it year-round.
0: Well, let's see what Pam Beck uh, knows a lot about those types of plants, too. Uh, do, you, do you know about this plant, Pam?
1: Yeah,
4: Moses, Moses in the Cradle is an old house plant. It's something that um, you used to used to see a lot with, along with things like peperomia and all the wandering uh, trade in and things like that. Um, it's a great house plant. It can take medium light and easy to grow. And, and Billy, you know you're probably a good gardener, so I don't doubt
1: that you couldn't keep it. I'll try to, as long as my wife don't get a hold of that thing.
0: Oh, she's not much of a plant person.
1: <laughs> oh, me. What are you talking about?
0: Oh well. You just need to teach her,
1: Billy. I, I've been trying, but she don't listen to me. Oh. <laughs>
0: Oh uh, well, uh, age-old problem.
1: Well, Billy, a, a woman
3: doesn't have to have a law degree to lay down the law. <laughs> that's very true.
0: That's right, and that's the way it is in the Edmondson household. That's right. <laughs>
1: uh, but, uh, I tell you, what, I saw a lot of um, azaleas down there. We were me and one of the vendors was talking about these native azaleas. He's got um, they're blooming right now. You know, they're white with a little bit of pink on them. Real pretty. They uh, come right here from North Carolina native, so
2: yeah, absolutely it makes Yeah.
1: It great. Yeah. And they also had some lilacs down there and some witch hazels. Uh, you know, make you a mess.
0: Boy, the, the lilacs have been beautiful this year. Mine are awesome at home. Yeah, I, I, I just love that cool fragrance. Thing. There's so many nice fragrant plants in the spring. Oh. So, yeah, go ahead.
1: OK, uh, we have some uh, aquatics down there. Um, hostas hostas, really jumped up this year there at my house. I separated mine last year. And um, I've got to get me a few more varieties, and there are several varieties.
0: There are the lots color. and lots of varieties of hosta, and it's a certainly a good plant to have in, uh, for uh, shadier areas sometimes, sometimes not. It
1: depends on what the color of the leaves is. Lady told me back there years ago. Miss Powell out in Princeton. Minnesota, oh
0: yeah, a really good. Well, yes, she certainly you could trust Lolita. She, yeah. you yeah. certainly could. Miss <laughs> Lolita knows about with that. With Iris and and uh, lots of other plants.
1: Yes, sir. Um, we got a bunch of Japanese maples down there. Um, fairly mature maples in uh, great big old pots, and we got some. Uh, I guess junior Japanese maples down there were were just ready to plant. And... <laughs>
2: That's
0: good. What about the craft area?
1: Oh, the craft area? Um, our kettle corn family has come back. They had a, um, a vehicle wreck in the family that slowed them down just a little bit. I'm sorry. But they are um, doing better. Um, they got uh, the other part of the family um, trained on how to pop that kettle corn. Oh wow! Um, let's see, and we got vegan bites. I don't think uh, I don't think Rufus is a vegan, but
0: no, I'm no, I'm, his wife I think in, enjoys. Well, she's oh, a
3: vegetarian now. She she's not a vegan, but she's a vegetarian. Oh, okay. right,
0: right,
1: a little bit of difference.
3: What did you say? A vegan bite?
1: Yes, it's like a donut. Yeah, yeah it's like a donut hole. Well,
4: and those are gluten free too, aren't they? They are gluten free. Uh Uh-huh. That's for somebody who's gluten intolerant. I saw a lot of people crowding around that vendor the other day when we went for seafood.
2: Wonderful. They they
1: have quite a uh, following. We have uh, a few different spice vendors down here, and um, you you buy your uh, spices, by the scoop, take it home, and put it in anything and everything.
0: Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a great way to buy it. That's a wonderful way to buy it. So, uh, what about the the old country store the market shops
1: oh the market shops uh, well it's kind of cool this morning so three two one coffees probably the first place I would hit to yeah and get some coffee that's that's for good cause. if uh, people don't um, know much about that business and how they work um, to help others they need to go in there and and, and find out what's going on down there that's so, very it's true really awesome
0: sure is Yeah. Uh,
1: the market shops—they uh, got lemonade and fudge and candy and all that—all that good stuff <laughs> that i have been trying to hide from. But it, I keep finding myself in there. Yeah, it's
0: really hard to hide from it when you walk in there because the fragrance catches it you. It does and, smell and you, good. Just, you mm-hmm. got to go.
1: And if I could break myself away from the Rufus Dogs, they got those great big cheeseburgers down there in the grill.
3: Yeah, I might try one of those just for a little, little variety today, Billy
1: yeah okay i i that Rufus dog i'm i'm starting to look like one of
2: those uh, red hot dogs <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, uh,
0: well yeah you gotta change it up a little little bit uh, uh-huh. Billy. I know they got a variety of stuff in there and uh, of course the the market bakery has some wonderful things
2: too
1: they do uh, the uh, bread. they are they've got uh great lemonade you know lemon you call it lemonade and then you put oranges and limes and cherries in there mm-hmm. And then they have a large variety of ice cream and baked goods, uh, apple jacks. Another thing that they sell in market shops is that uh, bone-sucking sauce.
0: Yeah, there you market can find a there. lot of different barbecue sauces inside of the market shops, a real variety. That stuff is awesome.
3: Um, Somebody the other day asked me where they could get some country ham. I said, you can get it at the, at the farmer's market up in the market shops.
2: They've sure. got some yeah. good yeah.
1: stuff a, up there. Yeah, you can buy the whole ham. I'm pretty sure that um, that local uh, meat vendor in there will sell you a whole ham that he grew out there on his farm.
0: And um, of course, you have, folk, you have you uh, have folks from Wayne County who sell nothing but meat out there. Yeah, including yeah. Uh, country ham. We
1: got in the hunting back there, and if um, uh, they sell everything from south meat to uh, ham and about liver mush. Yeah, it's the liver mush. I'm pretty sure it's Let's
2: don't there. start I, that I again.
0: Really <clears> throat> 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 Are you a liver mush man, Billy? No, I'm a south meat guy. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, a little vinegar with that.
1: Yeah, sir. <laughs> hey, you something know, to cover it up with. Everything's here from Eastern North Carolina.
0: That's right. you got to have a little south meat if you're from Eastern North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, Pam said she went to the seafood restaurant. They serve a lot of seafood there. I mean, when you order something, they pile it up.
1: It is a bundle of food. It's just overflowing. Uh, Ken's an awesome guy down there. Really good guy. Good guy that has run a uh, great business for going on thirty
0: five years now. Yeah, that's right. And of course, the the uh, market, uh, famous market, uh, farmers market restaurants. What I'm trying to say. Oh yeah. Yeah, and uh, you can get some great biscuits there and uh, just about anything else, especially yeah, breakfast. Come,
1: well, what's new this week, when you come into the main entrance of the farmer's market, Sim has made this here great design, and uh, our maintenance department put it up on side of the hill. Great big old circle with mulch and bushes and it says N.C. right there in front of the uh, restaurant. How about
2: that?
0: Well, sim has got a degree in horticulture. He ought to know how to do stuff like that. That's great. I'll have to, have to look for that.
1: Um, uh, one thing I wanted to mention while we were talking, just a little bit off subject, but uh, I was thinking about Roy Lewis the other day. I used to work with him.
0: We really miss Roy, I'll tell you. He's,
1: he, he, he's kind of left us about a year ago, but yeah,
0: he sure did in April of uh, 2020. Mm. Well, I'm glad you mentioned him. I, we, he was a dear friend, and uh, I'm I'm sorry we couldn't go on for years and years with Roy. He was uh, certainly so knowledgeable.
3: He loved the Weekend Gardener. He too. sure did.
0: Yeah. He he certainly did love this show, and and I, I appreciate that and uh, all he did.
1: Yeah, I worked prison with him oh yeah uh, great in the area in the horticulture uh, vocational area
0: fantastic great work that uh, you guys have done over there well billy uh th- thank you so much yes sir you hey. take care Uh you all right y'all come see us all right man all right. all right uh let's go to mike in hillsborough mike good morning You're on wptf hey mike good
5: morning how are you
0: yeah how's hillsborough this morning fabulous yeah, it always is. So, so how can yes, we help sir.
5: you? Um, I've got uh, the lady that called in about the wild garlic or the wild onion. Yes, sir. I have a very quick and easy, simple way to get rid of them.
0: Okay. Uh, even,
5: Rufus, even Rufus would be successful with this way. Well, let me uh, hear
3: about it. Yeah.
5: Yeah, all you need to do is sell your house. And you'll get rid of them. <laughs> well, how do you how do you know you're not going
0: to find them the next place you move, Mike? That's your problem. <laughs> Gee whiz!
2: Um, uh,
5: another way, if you want to keep your house, is just get a spray bottle and put two teaspoonfuls of either Weed Be Gone or any kind of herbicide that's got two, four D in it. Yeah. And one drop of Mrs. Myers dish soap or a one drop of Dawn, mm-hmm. and then just go out there and spray the stems, and uh, the onions should uh, begin to wilt within twenty-four to forty-eight hours.
0: Yeah, you know, sometimes uh, you need a different. Uh, you need more than one application, but that's okay.
5: Uh, the problem is, a lot of people will spray them and then go out and cut the grass, and you need right. to leave that fine mist. Herbicide on them for uh, three, at least three to four days, for the herbicide to be absorbed through the sure. stem to the root.
0: Great and idea. We'll
5: get rid of them.
0: Great idea, Mike. Thank you so much.
5: And I just have one other comment about the caller that called last week or week before about the English boxwood. Yes, sir. Um, they, their preferred method of fertilization is cottonseed meal. Yeah. And all you need to do is, uh, and cottonseed meal is very hard to find. Uh, they have it at Logan's. Um, Southern states may have it, but most of the other providers of of uh, lawn care products do not have it. Uh, there's a big, there's um, a feed
3: place down in Benson, uh, Mike, that that carries it too by 50 pound sacks. So I've been there.
0: Yeah.
5: Oh, is that right? Yes, sir. What's the way name to of
0: do
3: that way. place? I, I don't know. I can't remember. But I, I, I bought a 50-pound bag of cotton seed meal at a feed store in Benson.
0: And, of course, you okay, can use well, that like for, to... uh, for you know, the camellias like it, mm. too. So,
5: Well, it's uh, it will not <clears throat> burn the shrub. Uh, what you do is you get, like, a scoop that comes with your uh, washing powders and you put about one scoop around each plant. Yeah. Um, You can either put it under the base of the plant, or you can just spread the center of the plant open and just pour it down in there. it will get it.
0: Mm -hmm. Very good. Some great advice, Mike. Thank you.
5: You're welcome, and you all have a great day. Enjoy the program.
0: Thank you so much.
5: Uh, I like it on azaleas.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you can use it on a variety of plants. More of the Weekend Gardener coming up here on WPTF. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Yeah, we're back, and it's, uh, let's see, 9.33. Mike Rayley here along with Ann Clapp and, <clears throat> excuse me, Rufus Edmonston. And Pam Beck is with us, and so is Steven Garner. Hey, Steve. Hey.
6: Actually, and and uh, Rufus segued it really well. I have a an azalea question.
2: Okay.
6: I've got a... Well, y'all we were doing a remote down in Fuquay Verena, a couple of years ago, and I ended up with a variegated azalea that I planted, and then planted next to it a tea olive, and not realizing that how big that tea olive was. There,
0: <laughs> yeah, they they get I very
6: crowded out that azalea. Can I move that after it's finished blooming?
0: I think probably it would be happier in the in the fall, Pam. Or would you move it now?
4: Well, if it's really really crowded and it's the, the azalea is small enough, if you will promise to keep it well watered this summer, that's the main thing. Is when you tear those roots. Now, one thing I would like for you to do, if you do that too, when you get ready to transplant that plant. Get some mycorrhizum. You can buy it um, at the, the Better Garden Centers. And you, you sprinkle it inside the hole. And what that will do is it'll help the plant establish roots. And it's one of those things that there's, you're starting to see on a lot of the potted plants in the industry. And you'll see that it's added to certain fertilizers. But you can buy it straight up, too. You can either buy it at the garden centers. Uh, the home stores, the feed stores. I know that, um, for instance, uh, Jesse Israel at the uh, Asheville Farmers Market. That's a long way to go, but he, I know, he sells it at his place. So some of the good old farm type uh, hardware stores and things they will sell it, and it's a powder, and you just sprinkle a little down in there, and that will help it get established too.
0: Yeah, the uh, uh, the folks at uh, yeah, the folks. <coughs> excuse me, the folks at. Um... Aspoma have a biotone, too. That's uh, basically yes, there. That.
4: That's, that's exactly the kind of thing I'm talking about grabbing. And um, if you lift that azalea with a garden fork, realizing that it goes way out and it's very shallow-rooted, um, get a generous root ball around it and, um, you know, put it, plant it to the same depth. But uh, you should be okay. It is still early enough. Okay.
3: Steve, I have uh, some... Uh, 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 tea olives that are over 30, 30, just, 30 feet tall.
0: You have some that are 30 feet tall? Yeah.
3: I, I was telling Steve I've got some some tea olives that are way over 30 feet tall. Oh, yeah, tea olives.
0: Well, I keep mine trimmed
6: back, so it's it, yeah. it's just that it got wider than I expected. So, um, anyway, I, I just needed – it's it's – being crowded out, and it's a pretty red color, and yeah. the variegated leaves need some sun on them to get the variegation, and it just uh, getting get to the point where I need to get it out of there, or Understand. I'm going to lose it.
0: Yeah, well, that's uh, certainly.
6: Yeah,
4: is, that sil- is that silver sword by any chance? Is that the one you have?
0: I it
6: was a you know it the- was something from uh, Garden Hut that they were giving Sorry. away as a okay. as a door prize and. I ended up wonderful. with it. I don't know. I've lost the tag on it now, so. Yeah,
4: there are some really good variegated forms. Now, are the flowers variegated too, or just the just the leaves?
6: No, just the, the flowers are uh, 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 crimson red. Wow. Wonderful. Yeah. That's that why. That's wonderful. why I wanted out where I can
0: see. It. Yeah, that's that's mm. a very special yeah. plant. So. Yeah, um.
6: it's it's a it's a really dark uh, crimson red. Mm-hmm.
0: Sounds like a wolf pack red. Yeah, you know, it's uh, not
6: quite that dark. It's sort of a pinkish pinkish crimson, but it, it mm-hmm. is a very bright red color, and I, I, That's great. I want it out where I can see it. Absolutely. So, good.
0: Thank you, Steve. Well,
6: look and let us know how it does. Yes, indeed. Okay. Please and, do. And believe it or not, I, I I didn't follow anybody's advice, and I put a tomato plant out. <laughs> 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 and it's actually got blooms on it. So well, good. it it made it through that cold snap.
0: How about that?
6: But anyway, I I, I they were so pretty I couldn't help myself. What
0: variety? It's it? uh grape. Okay. Yeah.
6: Uh, not grape, uh cherry. My wife likes those cherry
0: Sure. And they're uh, they're actually easier to grow.
6: The long ones,
0: yes, yeah, the yeah. grape tomato. Yeah. Sure. Okay, well good luck with that. Yeah.
6: All right. Well,
0: thanks guys. Thank you Thank Steve.
6: Yeah, have a good weekend.
0: Yes ma'am. Uh yes sir. Indian Well, and we getting ready to go to Kristen. So I was going from, from man to woman. Yes ma'am, yes sir. Uh Indian Land South Carolina. Hey Kristen.
7: Hey. I'm calling with my weekly crepe Myrtle question. Oh. I know y'all are getting
0: No, tired. no. I, you know it's it's if you if you got a problem, you got a problem. So Well,
7: I I I I got snapped with the cold spell a couple of weeks ago and Uh the leaves were just barely coming out so they all shriveled up but then over the week in between when it was sunny and wonderful all kinds of nice new leaves came out and they got snapped night before last and they're all shriveled up and these were much bigger leaves so do i need to sort of Run my hand up the branches and shred those things off of there, or will new leaves come and push them off? Or what it's, they do? it's
3: going to survive. Yeah, I, yeah. Had, I, I don't think you need to worry. I about have brown tips on mine every year, a little bit from different uh, sections of.
7: Well, the these bloom. aren't these aren't tips. The whole leaf is just yeah. black.
3: So yeah. Well, you're still all right because
7: just leave it alone. Crepe
3: myrtles are just very tolerant and. Very resistant.
0: Yeah, they seem to be. So, uh, Pam, do you you agree that she should still get some bloom? and
4: if you want to, if you don't like the way it looks, Christine, and by the way, I love South Carolina gardeners. Um, I just have to tell you, it's always a treat when I go down there and speak, speak and get to meet all those South Carolina ladies. Um, What I was going to say is if you don't like the way it looks, if it looks unsightly to you, wait a couple of weeks. Um, let some new foliage come out, and then just take your garden hose and and give it a good um,
7: once over, and that should knock some of those old dead leaves oh, out of it. That's a great idea. All right, thank you very much. I'll have a good, good rest work. of the day. Okay,
0: Kristen, thank you,
3: and we'll tell uh, Phil you said hello. Yeah. Yes,
7: please do.
3: Well, we sure will.
7: <laughs> okay. Thanks. Bye bye.
0: You know, Wild Birds Unlimited Facebook contest is, uh, is happening right now. So don't forget to feed the birds. And our friends at Wild Birds Unlimited at Falls Center in Raleigh and Crescent Common Shopping Center in Cary are giving you a chance to win a no-mess seed cylinder feeder. Register to win by going to the WPTF Facebook page right now. Prize will be given away this Monday. Go to WPTF's Facebook page, and you'll have a chance to win a no-mess seed cylinder feeder from your friends at Wild Birds Unlimited. Barbara is in Raleigh. Barbara, good morning. You're on WPTF.
7: Good morning. A few callers ago, the gentleman had a recipe for spraying the wild onions and garlic. Yes. And I didn't hear how much water he said to put in the spray bottle. He
4: didn't.
0: Yeah, I don't.
4: I don't think he... <laughs> he, he. No, no. He said two teaspoons of an herbicide um, and then a drop of Dawn detergent. But he did not mention how much how much water. I yeah, writing that down too.
7: How much um, would you recommend?
4: Always, well, uh, what I would recommend is I hate to say this is I would rather buy a premixed herbicide than to be messing with that with my own hands. And okay. my own, um, uh, my own, you know, measuring spoons and and all that kind of stuff. Um, he, he's basically suggesting that you make your own herbicide, but you, he's still suggesting that you use an herbicide. So right. if you can buy something that's pre-mixed and just um, rather than trying to dilute it and, and uh, make it yourself, what I think he was suggesting is uh, using the Dawn as a suffractant to make it stick to the wild. Um, garlic, because mm-hmm. that's something we had we had talked about is that it has a kind of a waxy coating which repels a lot of the um, the herbicides. So yes, if you want to open up that that very carefully, very very carefully, use gloves and all that. Don't get any of that on your skin, um, you know. And add a drop or two of Dawn into the container. That shouldn't, that yeah. shouldn't hurt it too much. Sure. Okay. Well, if you want to mix, so uh, okay. generally.
3: Uh, something would be a, about a uh, an ounce to a gallon. It's just a general mixture. But then again, as as Ham says, don't guess at it. Right. Mm-mm. Okay. All right. Well,
7: thank you.
0: Thank you, Barbara. Appreciate you calling very very much. Nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three. Lots of folks. So. Be getting out uh, probably already are this morning using uh, black cow and and uh, getting out and, and planting different things. Uh, the warmer planting season is here and you know getting ready is is a good thing. Preparation is a wonderful thing. Make sure you get your flower and vegetable gardens off to a great start with black cow. Prepare new plant beds with a one and a half inch layer of black cow in the area and then mix it. In the soil about six inches deep. Black cow is natural and organic and it contains nutrients that are released slowly without burning tender roots. Pick up the bright yellow bag and get growing. For more details, check out the website at blackcow.com. That's blackkow.com. More of the Weekend Gardener coming up here on WPTF, 919-860-9783. For 40 years, it was the Tar Heel Gardener. And since then, the Weekend Gardener has invited you into their backyard. A WPTF tradition since 1945. Yes. Certainly a tradition with me. Yeah. Uh, It's, uh, yeah, 30, we're starting our, we started our 37th year in January, so. Yeah. Uh for the weekend gardener. Well, but,
3: Mike, let let us read the Cliff Joyner book, uh, <laughs> quote of the day, from none other than Harry S. Truman. Oh, oh, well, yes. please do. Who visited uh, Nashville where yeah, Cliff Visited Nashville. Yeah, yeah, he sure did. And then when to visit uh Representative Harold Cooley, as sure I remember you telling me. He did. It is amazing what you can accomplish if you do not care who gets the credit. Now you oh. think of that. Yeah, Harry. S. Truman said that, and how true it is. Yeah. If we can get past our own little ego and let other people have the credit, we might get a lot
0: done. That's mm-hmm. a wonderful, wonderful saying. He was—he was truly a smart man.
3: i uh, that's sort of like my my friend, uh, Commissioner James West, who, by the way, as uh, as we mentioned last time, is a listener to this program and a former. Extension agent supervisor, yeah, and
0: that's right, Wake County uh, Commissioner. We,
3: we wish him the best and hope that someday he'll come on and say a few.
0: Maybe he can visit us when we go to the farmer's market. Yeah, call or call us sometime, Commissioner. Yeah, we'd love to love to hear from a, another horticulturist. 919 860 9783. If your lawn is looking a little ragged from critter damage, have moles dug in your tunnels, for instance? Uh, that you have in, La- have it, yeah, they make they make those tunnels. If you're wondering why the, the ground is rising up a little bit. And uh, plants being devoured by voles, the voles use those tunnels too quite often, but they can make their own and they go for the roots and they destroy plants sometimes. Uh, are you uh, trying to garden without damage? Well, if you want to get rid of moles and voles, uh, don't be discouraged. End the damage with I must garden mole and vole repellent, available in liquid and granular. I must garden mole and vole repellent has a super strong formulation that is effective and easy to use. I must garden mole and vole Repellent works without the use of harmful toxins or chemicals. You may not know, maybe you do, that uh, products that uh, sometimes can kill moles and voles, have an undesirable effect on other animals, too. But uh, Imos Garden products, uh, particularly the mole and vole repellent, contain only natural ingredients and botanical oils, giving you peace of mind that you won't be unintentionally poisoned uh, the, the, uh, the animals, pets, or birds, for instance. Imos Garden repellents are sold all over the Triangle, Look for Imos Garden Mole and Vole Repellent in the big orange bag at your favorite garden center or hardware stores, such as Garden Supply and Carry and Town and Country Hardware Stores. While you're there, be sure to check out the other Imos Garden natural repellents for deer, rabbits, squirrels, snakes, dogs, cats, and more. Protect your garden today with natural pest protection from Imos Garden Repellent, earth-friendly, Pet and people friendly, and made right here in the Triangle area. 919 860 9783, 919 860 WPTF. Miss Monica out at the farmer's market was asking, you were mentioning a feed store down in Benson, and she was wondering if it was Mule City Feed on Highway 301. I I believe she's correct. Okay. Yeah, and you you bought 50 pounds of cottonseed mill there, which is apparently. Not easy to find uh, right now, but uh, at any rate, it's I mean, a lot
3: less expensive if you buy it by the fifty-pound bag. Yeah, if
0: you have, and, and you use it, I assume on your camellias and uh, azaleas. Camellias and azaleas, yes. Yeah, it's a great thing. Low in nitrogen, it's really good. William is with us. Uh, William, the air traffic controller and cigar provider uh, from <laughs> Beaufort. <laughs> Is here? Hey, William, what's happening down on the coast? Good
8: morning, guys. It's cloudy down here, but we're at the farmers market this morning. Got a, a good array of vegetables and stuff down here at the little farmers market they have downtown.
0: Oh wow! Yeah, that's uh, in front of the courthouse.
8: Yeah, right there by the courthouse. Yeah.
0: How yep. about that? So, what are they selling this morning?
8: Well, they got strawberries, of course. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to find some tomatoes. I'm trying to find me some fresh tomatoes, uh, some greenhouse varieties to take back and have some.
4: Made the sandwiches for lunch today. Mm. Um, that's oh,
0: that good. That's easy to find at the State Farmers Market, but uh, some of the smaller ones, I don't know. Sometimes you can, uh, especially down that way.
8: Yeah, yeah. And I gotta get out and see Gerald. I gotta get my plants in the ground. I've been meaning to get out there, but hadn't had the time.
0: Yeah, I don't know how much longer he's gonna be uh, at at the. He's been out at the Farmers Market every Saturday morning and and maybe yeah. Sunday too. I don't know what his schedule yeah. is.
8: Yeah, well, I want to tell Rufus that Solomon Seal gave me last year, it is going crazy.
0: That Solomon Seal, that's a reliable one. Oh, that, now that will go crazy. It's, <laughs> it is very reliable. It, it is so pretty.
8: It's getting ready to get the little blooms on it. And I got it back on the fence where I got a lot of shade, and it is just taking over. Yeah. Yeah. You know, good,
3: it, good. It, it maintains all the way through the winter, too, in that nice green foliage. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's sort of the little bloom is almost like a snowdrop.
8: Yeah, it's so pretty. It's getting right right there on the edges of. It. I can see it get ready to bloom, but uh, yeah, it's 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 getting hardier and hardier by the year.
3: And it will it will clump up, my friend.
8: <clears throat> yeah, and I, I got trying to find out. Do y'all know if Nelson has any hellebores? I want to put a few hellebores uh, up around the landscape.
0: You know, I don't. I'm not sure. Lord, I know who does have a bunch of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rufus. Uh, Rufus can provide you probably with with all you'll need, and you don't oh. need many to make a lot.
8: Uh, is he going to send him a stand up at the farmers market?
0: <laughs>
3: well, Mike has suggested that before. William.
0: Well, uh, I I don't think you have to go that far. You can you can do it uh, right out. In, uh, on on Lake Wheeler Road. How about the Grocery Boy Junior? Of well, course, that might is. be dangerous. I think Lake. Uh, I think the Grocery Boy Junior parking lot would yeah. be much better. And you've got It'd be much better. You know, it's funny. Uh, somebody just left a package for uh, for Rufus at the Grocery Boy
3: Junior. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you, James. <laughs> I, I suggested
0: that, and uh, by well, golly. it was a
3: cantaloupe that, that had an inscription to Rufus. No, a pineapple. Was no, it it, it was a cantaloupe. Oh, a cantaloupe. Okay. And it was oh, thank okay. thank you for the weekend gardener uh, show. Thanks, James.
0: So he wrote a letter on the cantaloupe. Yes. How about that? Oh,
3: with with uh, that magic marker.
0: Yeah, I don't. T- oh. I I'm sure that that Rufus Rufus can uh, provide. I'm sure he'd be glad. If we're ever around somewhere, I'll give you all the hellebore
3: you can stand. Yeah,
8: yeah, I'll give you, I'll give you a holler. I'm down towards Lake Witherway and uh, and look look at the hellebores.
0: Yeah, yeah, that won't be a problem.
3: Uh, Now you talk about uh, a good, uh, steady, sturdy plant,
0: and they are, boy, they are prolific this year. They, they were very, very happy this year.
8: Yeah, that's, I want to put them in between some burning bushes I planted on the side of the house uh, to give a little more character there.
0: Yeah, great idea. <laughs> well, they'll certainly yeah. fill in between <laughs> eventually yeah. And, yeah. and other places too. So. Yeah,
8: that's what I'm looking for, do a little fill-in. But uh, I just want to call in the show and tell you guys uh, enjoy listening and uh, keep up the good work. And uh, we listen to you every Saturday when we're down here at the coast.
0: Well, I appreciate it a lot. Uh, you you take care, William, and I hope you find some tomatoes today.
8: Oh, yeah. I, I'll uh, I'll uh, send you a picture of them, a little Duke mayonnaise and salt and pepper on them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. A That's whole lot of Duke mayonnaise. Mm-hmm.
8: Yeah, a whole lot of Duke mayonnaise. More of a mayonnaise sandwich than a tomato.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, bye William, bye. you take care, All buddy.
8: Good day, guys. We'll see you.
0: All right, bye. Bye-bye. 919 860 wptf Miss Pam, you going to grow tomatoes this year?
4: I hope so. Uh we're still working on that deer fence and I don't dare put anything in until uh until we get that absolutely completed and closed off. It's uh, it's because Mike and I are doing it all ourselves that it's taken us so long but um they will eat tomato plants yes <laughs> you mm-hmm. the hard way
0: so how tall uh, is this fence I, is this an 8 foot fence
4: oh it's 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 8 feet it's yeah. 8 feet all the way around Good. and when you're trying to close in close to 2 acres and Whew. the ground uh the ground undulates uh, <laughs> you know it's uh it's it's a challenge,
0: and uh, but we're we're getting it done slowly but surely. As long as you don't hear it undulating, then yeah. you may have some volcanic activity.
3: Well, it is possible because I, I have the the uh, two and a half acres as you've seen, Pam, with the, yep. the fence around, and of course I say that they can jump that if they want to. But my my uh, wonderful neighbor feeds some corn and they don't need to stop by the Edmondson plantation.
2: <laughs> uh,
4: well, maybe they've just got full bellies and they can't make it over there. That that's either. right.
3: That's right. That's what we're.
2: <laughs> by the way,
3: uh, a moment ago we were talking about the little blue, blue, beautiful flower, wood, woodland. Uh, yeah,
4: the Virginia bluebell. Yeah.
3: Is that the same thing as what I call a woods hyacinth?
4: No, that's that's um, a little bit different too. Um, there's lots of there's lots of little um, little native flowers that are out this time of year, and oh my goodness, there's I just every time I walk around, I get so excited. The native jack and the pulpit's are popping up right now. Um, trillium, it, I hope we've right. got some trillium in the garden. That's
2: oh
3: that's sure, always a, tr-
4: always a treat.
3: And mock orange is but blooming you know, at my house. You didn't mention that. Does that uh, do you do yours I have definitely. fragrance? It does not. Dog on it. That, that that bothers me.
0: Yeah, they make the blooms too yeah. pretty and, and, and the sweet
3: Betsy. I have never gotten a sweet a Betsy. wonderful yeah. scent out of the sweet Betsy.
0: Boy, I've seen right. some with really big blooms on it, but they don't have much of a fragrance. My the one in my yard well, has some. There's
4: a cross. Yeah, there's a cross that was made between our native Calycanthus and the, um, the Asian, the Chinese Sinocalacanthus that was done in, um, D- J.C. Ralston was involved with that with Richard Hartledge and it's called Hartledge Wine. It's a Sinocalacanthus Rolstonii and I know that's a mouthful but if you look for them they have great big blooms and what I've found with some of these is they're more fragrant in the evening than they are during the day. And I had someone over here the other day who works with a perfume factory, and she didn't, She could pick up hints of almost a wine smell out of that, that big-bloomed one. Hmm.
0: All right, we'll uh, talk more. We've got uh, going through two hours now, one more hour to go on the WPTF Weekend Gardener.